What's up, everybody? Welcome back to GMs for Hire. My name is Will Polson, alongside with the three other boys today here, and we are here to bring you our Week 5 predictions for the NFL season. To give you a little bit of update in standings, we have a new lead dog after five uh, after four weeks. Jamil King coming in, taking over the lead dog spot at 41-21-1 after an 11-4 and week last week in picks. And then tied for second place, both at 40-22-1, just one game behind. Matt and I are both just one game behind. And then RJ still hanging in last place after last week. He had a little bit of a rough week at 9-6. and six. He is sitting at 37-25-1. We're going to start off in normal GM's Fryer fashion. We'll hit the games that we disagree on, and then we will go back and get uh, one person's opinion on just the remaining games. So... To start off at the one o'clock hour, we've got the Carolina Panthers taking on the Atlanta Falcons in a classic 2-2 split. The new lead dog, Jamil, and myself are both going with Carolina, while Matt and RJ are both going with Atlanta. Uh, we'll, we'll start with you, RJ, being uh, going against your team. Yeah, we all know why, but let's hear Take it again. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to give up on it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Two and fourteen could probably still get the number one pick. I don't care if I we mean, I admire wins. your your dedication. Hey, all we got to do, look, all we got to do is lose twelve straight games, and it starts with this week. So <laughs> go Falcons, <laughs> Matt. I'll get I'll get your opinion on why you think Atlanta's going to get their first win. I don't know. I just <clears throat> I I really hope Atlanta can kick it in the gear somehow. Um, they're not that bad of a team, honestly, on paper at least. Uh, you know, they're not very good at keeping leads, but I think they'll be able to keep this one. Uh, I don't have that much confidence in the Panthers, but I, I guess anything could happen at this point with the with the uh, Falcons. So, Jamil, why Carolina? Um, because the Falcons are terrible. I told you a week ago we need to throw them away, and um, that's what we're going to do. I said week one after they burn me, I'm probably never picking them again. And um, go Panthers. Too much, too much Davis, too much Bridgewater. I'm having oh. trouble going with – with Atlanta just because I don't understand how Dan, uh, Dan Quinn still has a job. Uh, I thought he'd be the first coach fired. Uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, Cause that happened. And uh, yeah, so he's still sitting at a job in week five, but I, I don't believe in Dan Quinn. I don't believe in anything, any scheme, anything that he runs and Carolina is looking good when in their last two upset in uh, what was it? Arizona last week looked pretty good in that game. And yeah, I mean, why not go with Carolina? Why not just screw up the Trevor Lawrence tank? So uh, I'm going to go with Carolina <laughs> sticking in the one o'clock hour, another two, two split and actually the same personnel Jamil and I going with the Buffalo bills while these two are going with the COVID ridden Tennessee Titans. I'll start with RJ. Why the Titans? Well, I'll be honest yesterday when I made this pick, I didn't realize that uh, the whole team had Corona and they might have to forfeit the game. <laughs> so, uh, but if they do play, uh, Hey, I'm riding that Ryan Tannehill train. Um, I've been uh, I've been drinking Matt's Kool-Aid a little bit. I think Derrick Henry will be too much for Buffalo to stop. I think Buffalo's a good football team. Um, I don't know. Why not Tennessee, right? I like their defense. I like, these are two really evenly matched teams. They're both going to run the ball to death. Josh Allen can rip the top open, throw it. He can throw it. Um, I don't know. If they play that game and everything's normal, I think it'd be a low-scoring game. I think both defenses will 
you know, take control. Uh, but at the end of the day, Josh Allen is going to zig when he should zag. He's going to make a mistake, and Derrick Henry's just going to put it on him. Matt, anything to add to that on why you're taking Tennessee? We know you've been the Titans homer so far all season. Yeah, I, I have, and I still am going to, you know, support them. And, and, and the picks were made pre, pre-knowledge of the whole COVID thing with them. Um, if they do wind up playing, I, I believe it'll be without many players that um, – are crucial to them i know there are several key players that are out with COVID at the moment um but if if they can play as a healthy team which is what my pick was based on i do think they could beat buffalo i think buffalo is a very good team as rj mentioned um but yeah i mean rj made all the points that i was going to make for the most part just you know derrick henry still very, very good uh i do like Tannehill Tannehill this season he's much better in my opinion at least than he was with the dolphins i think it'll be close um I don't know if they'll win it at, at this point, with uh, especially with a forfeit or uh, many players missing. But, yeah, right now I'm still going to run with the Titans until they can't play. Jamil, your opinion on Buffalo? Um, no one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, my boy Josh Allen, he's playing like an MVP candidate right now. He's ripping the ball over the place. Him and Sniff on digs. They seem like a really good match together. And um, I like the way this Bills offense is humming. They still have one of the better defenses in the NFL. They got Josh Norman back last week. He forced a turnover in his first game back. I'm going to really like what this Bills team is doing. I think they're really dangerous. Yeah, this Diggs and Allen connection has been miracles for Buffalo. Currently, Diggs is tied for the most receiving yards in the NFL. And Josh Allen, as mentioned by RJ, is playing like an MVP candidate. Um, and he can really rip the top open. I mean, J- Josh Allen's been playing out of his mind. Uh, I don't I don't see where the offense could be stopped. This Tennessee defense could definitely stifle it if they are healthy. Um, but healthy is remains the question mark. And so whether it be COVID or whatever the case may be, something something feels like it's going to get in the way. And obviously, if something gets in the way of this game, we'll post it on our Instagram story, similar to how we did with the uh, Pittsburgh and Tennessee game last week. So uh, we'll see exactly what happens with that one o'clock game. But right now we are a 2-2 split. And obviously, if anybody's subject to change, it'll be up on our Instagram as well. So Uh, Going to the 4 o'clock hour, Indianapolis is taking on the Cleveland Browns. Indianapolis coming off of a good win against the Chicago Bears, where they held them to only 11 points. And Cleveland just coming just short of a 50 bomb against Dallas. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit different from everybody else here. I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts. Everybody else going with the Cleveland Browns. And I'll start with Jamil. Why are you going with Cleveland? Um, I've been the only one on the Browns right here in this chat. I've picked them multiple times when a lot of y'all have not liked them. I like what the Browns are doing. I like what Kevin Stefanski is going to do with this team. They've they've established the run. Obviously, Nick Chubb being out is going to hurt. But um, Kareem Hunt was one of the better running backs in the NFL in his time in Kansas City, and I think he's going to show everyone exactly what, what he was doing then when he was getting 25 to 30 touches a game. I think he's going to be a dynamic back for this Browns offense. I think their offense has continued to be – to, to prove to put up points excuse me but um I, I do this was the closest game to me picking wise I like what the Colts have done this season but I think the Browns offense will be just a little bit too much and I think the defense will force Philip Rivers to make some turnovers RJ or Matt have anything to add to that well I mean the Browns are going to have the lead <clears throat> and do you expect Philip Rivers to come from behind and throw their way out of a hole uh I don't uh you did mention how Nick Chubb is down Kareem Hunt is definitely going to have to uh kick kick it into gear wow um, <laughs> maybe some people will pick up on that oh uh, i just think cleveland's better honestly so yeah i'm going with the browns oh that's messed up okay awesome yeah i like that matt anything to add in in, in addition 
Not much. Um, as, as everyone's mentioned, the, the injury to Chubb will hurt. But if the offense is anything how it was against Dallas, and I know it was Dallas, so it really doesn't mean that much, honestly. Uh, if it's anything how it was last week, then, I mean, they're going to win it. The Colts' defense isn't the best, especially their passing defense. And I think Baker Mayfield, given the right circumstances, can take advantage of that. So I'm going to go with the Browns on this one. See, the defense is what's really standing out for me with Indianapolis because they've been playing above their standards, at least in my opinion. I think the addition of DeForest Buckner has added a whole new element to their team. I think they've been swallowing up run plays. Uh, I got to see it firsthand last week. I got to my team playing the Indianapolis Colts, and we couldn't get anything going on the ground. Granted, we couldn't get anything moving in the air either, but – I mean, that's what happens when you hold a team to 11 points. But we got one garbage time touchdown and we call it a success. But it, we looked absolutely awful. The Indianapolis Colts showed up and they looked dominant. I mean, even though the score doesn't show it, they looked amazing. They played great defense against Minnesota. I think their one loss earlier in the season against Jacksonville was a total fluke. Uh, I don't see why this team shouldn't be undefeated right now. And I think they're riding a really hot hand right now, even though their offense isn't getting much going. I think they're really riding on that defense and that defense has been doing very well for them so far uh, this, this, at least this early in the season. So going on to Sunday night football, we are looking at a Minnesota versus Seattle game and Oddly enough, Jamil's going with Minnesota. Uh, the three of us going with Seattle, and I think RJ's face says it all. So uh, before RJ has an aneurysm, Jamil, let's hear why you're going with the Vikings. Uh, this is another one of the classic. I have to different myself somewhere in these games, and this is going to be the one I knew no one else would pick. Um, but to give it some real reasoning, you know, the, the Seahawks have an atrocious defense. Um, it isn't very good, and – the Vikings, they, they got to start winning some football games. You know, they got on the right track last week. Kirk Cousins, you know, he didn't really throw too much. Davin Cook led the way. I think that's how they're going to have to win this game as well. But um, when it comes down to it, the Vikings got to make more plays, and I think their defense might be able to make a couple more plays than the Seahawks' defense, even though RJ, Russell Wilson's more like an MVP candidate. RJ, your face has said it all. Uh, I'd love to hear your explanation on uh, or the rebuttal for the Seattle Seahawks. I was not expect when you – you, when you said, oh, next game is the Sunday night game, I was like, pause. Wait a minute. What's the Sunday night game? It's not what I'm thinking it is, and it is. And, I, Jamil, I'm glad you picked them because you're leading. Uh, we need to catch up to you. Um, <laughs> you said Minnesota looked good last week. Uh, they played the Houston Texans, who just fired their coach. Uh, that's what happens when you lose to Kirk Cousins. You fire your coach and you start over. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, Seattle. Oh, Seattle's defense might not look great, but you mentioned Russell Wilson's an MVP candidate. Uh, I, there you go. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. There you go. Matt, anything to add? Uh, they're going to need Dalvin Cook to do something never seen before if they want to win this game. So the Vikings, when are you all going to bow down to me? I don't know about bow down to you. But <laughs> be, because, I mean, I'm typically the guy who goes one and away from everybody else. So I've been doing – that's been my mantra all season. So I'm not bowing down to nobody. I try to pick one. You try to pick like four. Yeah, I've done it once this week, and I'm doing it again later. If our next game, a great segue, Monday Night Football, we're actually moving on to a one versus three. Uh, and I may look just as stupid doing it, but I'm going with the Chargers over the Saints. Uh, I, I will say that I'm going with the Chargers mainly because of how Justin Herbert looked last week. Justin Herbert looked amazing against this Tampa Bay Bucks defense. He threw some, he threw a granddaddy bomb about 70 something yards uh, and, and looked really comfortable. And so far he's been a completion machine uh, from a completion percentage. He's been very well. And uh, a little, 
Maddie stat here. The the Saints Next haven't step. the Saints have lost every game in which a quarterback has thrown 250 plus yards this season. And so far, Justin Herbert had his lowest passing game last game, and he threw for 290. So I don't see why Justin Herbert can't keep it moving. I, I think Justin Herbert stats will a little bit go will go down just a little bit just because of that Saints defense. Uh, but I like what the Chargers are doing even after losing Austin Eckler. I think Kelly's been an amazing back out of the backfield, even in just you know the limited roles that he's had. I think he's looked great. And then Herbert's done a very good job trying to uh, adjust into the starting role. I think that he gives the Chargers a lot more of an opportunity to win this game than Tyrod Taylor. And so just to be different, just for the wild card, I'm going with the Chargers. I like I like the little upset factor there in New Orleans. So I'll let anybody rebuttal on why they took the Saints. That's not a bad pick, honestly. Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna deviate from the rest of us, that's not a bad pick to make. Uh, everybody knows that the Saints are frauds, and with the big hurricane out in the Gulf right now, that game might not be played in New Orleans. They're talking about moving it to Indianapolis. Uh, Justin Herbert's a stud. Drew Brees can't throw farther than 15 yards down the field anymore. Um, yeah, no, that's not a bad pick, honestly. Anybody, Matt, why did you take the Saints? Well, I, I do. I, I mean, the Saints aren't what they were, but I do think they still have enough left in the tank. I mean, by them, I mean Drew Brees at least. Um, he's he's definitely shown some promise this year, despite a couple not so good games, especially his start to the season. Um, but the difference being between uh, the Bucks defense and the Saints defense is uh, the Saints have better corners than the Bucks do, uh, specifically Marshawn Lattimore. And you know, I, I like Sean Murphy bunting on the Bucks, but besides that, I mean, there's no one really spectacular. Uh, Carlton Davis. Yeah, he's he big. Okay. He's not. He's not my favorite. He's okay. Um, but. Well, what are you at? Write that one down. <laughs> yeah. Um, where was I? But yeah, so Herbert oh, hasn't faced <laughs> a corner like Marshawn Lattimore yet, so I think that could be a stopping point for him. But we'll see. It's not. Yeah, like like RJ said, it's not a bad pick for you. So moving on to unanimously, we'll go on. That is all the games that we have uh, differed on this week. So we're going to move on to all the games that we agree on, starting with Thursday night football, where the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be going up to Chicago to face the Bears. And I'm officially going to stop homing on my team. All four of us are going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, it's something, you know, it hurts on the inside, but I, you know, I'll, I'll let Jamil talk about why, why we're going, why the Bucks. Um, honestly, I think it's good. I'm not, I think it's going to be the, the lack of bears offense versus um, the bucks offense getting in the gear, even the little banged up and the defense is flying around. I think they're going to give fits to Nick Foles. Um, I'm just not really sold on this bears offense, even after the switch, you know, they look stagnant against the Colts and I don't think they're going to necessarily get the ball rolling against the bucks this week. I got a post sent to me by Mr. Matthew Perry earlier today that asked it was an article on if the bears offensive struggles go deeper than the quarterback and i think that's oh. so oh i think that is so uh, i could talk all day i mean they matt Nagy has been in for lack of a better term atrocious play caller whenever it comes to being in chicago uh, i don't think he realizes that he's in chicago and he's no longer with kansas city uh, you don't have patrick mahomes you don't have tyreek hill you don't have Travis Kelsey quit calling plays like you have them. Uh, it's completely different personnel and your Tyree kill that you had was Tariq Cohen. And he's not 
with the team anymore. He just recently tore his ACL. So now you have to completely change everything you were doing. And especially with a different quarterback, like Nick Foles, he's not going to blow the top off whenever with a deep ball, you know, Nick Foles is who he is. You need to adjust the game plan as such. He's not going to leave the pocket much. Uh, We don't have any outstanding wide receivers other than Allen Robinson. And I think that everybody puts a little bit too much confidence in our wide receivers. And Jimmy Graham is Jimmy Graham. I mean, he is what he is. He's looked a lot better being in a Bears uniform than he did in a Packers uniform, but he's still, he's aging. I mean, it is what it is. He's, he's definitely falling off. So, uh, at the we end the- honestly could have an entire episode about the Chicago Bears because I think their wide receivers are better than people think. I think Matt Nagy is awful. I think his seat has to be flaming hot. Um, I don't see any scenario in which Matt Nagy is the coach of the Chicago Bears next year. I think they also need to get a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field a little bit, let those receivers do what they do. I think their defense is solid. I think you get Matt Nagy out of there. Honestly, even with either Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky, they're probably an eight and eight, seven and nine team. I think with a better coach, um, if you got like a stud quarterback, sky's the limit for that team. I wish we could get a defensive-minded uh, coach and then just run with an offensive coordinator that knows what he's talking about. Uh, it's it's been a while. It definitely has been, and, but. Like, I don't want to go with, like, a enemy because a enemy is going to be another Kansas City offensive mind. And, you know, whenever you have those kind of guys, I mean, I'm sure you're going to get uh, you're going to get a little bit spoiled knowing that you have those guys. I really like enemy going to Houston, but that we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but, yeah, uh, I don't I don't see why that I don't see why Tampa Bay wouldn't win this game. I think that they're the more complete team whenever it comes to it, even coming to coaching staff, as mentioned by RJ uh, and myself. So. Going with the Tampa Bay Bucks on Thursday night football. Moving on to the one o'clock hour on Sunday, we are starting with the Kansas City Chiefs, and I don't even know who the hell they're playing. I don't know why I don't have this up, but I I wrote down that we all have Kansas City playing, uh, and so I'll let Matt take why Kansas City because I mean it's Kansas City. Um. Yeah. I mean, basically, I I also blanked on it. It's the Raiders. The Raiders. There you go. Sorry. Yeah, the Raiders, besides uh, – I mean, Derek, Derek Carr's doing okay, but besides him and a few other guys, they're not really doing anything special. Um, haven't seen enough from Henry Ruggs yet. I think he's been battling an injury too. Um, I'd have to check up on that. But um, Patrick Mahomes is 13-1 and in his career against AFC West opponents, and I don't see him taking a loss to a team like the Raiders. So let's make it 14 and just go on with the Chiefs. Moving on to another game in the one o'clock hour, the Arizona Cardinals are visiting New York to take on the dumpster fire. That is the jets. And shockingly enough, as of right now on ESPN, they're only a seven point favorite. Uh, I don't know what's going on in that Arizona offense to where you think that they're only going to win by seven, but uh, we haven't talked much about betting, but if I was a better, I'd hammer that. So uh, I'll get your opinion, RJ. Why did we, or at least you go with the Arizona Cardinals? Because <laughs> they're playing the Jets, that's why. <laughs> um, honestly, right now, I'd take Armwood High School to beat the Jets. Um, this team's a dumpster fire. They can't play defense. They can't play offense. Adam Gase is going to be the next head coach who gets fired. Um, they're they're just a joke. And uh, the video that I that – I, uh, you know, my little rant I went on in the offseason about Trevor Lawrence should say no to the Jaguars – Take out the word Jaguars and put Jets in. He needs to say no to the Jets. Go anywhere else except the Jets. 
Hey, maybe maybe without Gase, it might not be a half bad team. Nope. I mean, nope. <laughs> all right. I don't know why. Uh, whatever. Nope. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the next one o'clock game, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles will be visiting the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. And we are all going with the Steelers. Jamil, let's get your opinion on why the Steelers. Um, I've been saying it for a while now. I think the Steelers, um, they're, they're back to what they used to be. You know, Big Ben's back out off, under center. He's man the offense. He's getting Juju back involved. And, the, you know, their defense was great last year. Um, I just think this is one of the more complete teams, and I think they're going to challenge for one of the top spots in the AFC this year. Fair enough. Moving on to the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Washington football team without Dwayne Haskins. I knew it was coming, uh, but it's fine. I'll admit it. Yeah, I'll take a I'll take a Jared Goff Rams over a Kyle Allen football team. Maybe I'm the weird guy, but Matt, I'll go to you. Why uh, Why Jared Goff in the in the L.A. Rams? Well, I mean, straight up, Jared Goff's been playing some pretty good football. I mean, I'm him, getting really fucking tired of that image right there. Him and anyway. that <laughs> him and that Rams offense have been working pretty well together, and you know their defense is good, led by Aaron Donald. Uh, no, no real questions there. Uh, I'm more. I'm going to be paying more attention to uh, how soon Alex Smith gets under center during a live play because he's finally back. Uh, now that he, now that Haskins has been benched, he'll be backing up. I want to say, is it Kyle Allen? Who, who's starting? Uh, Kyle Allen, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he'll be Kyle back. Kyle Allen is trash. I don't want to stand out. Former Panthers stand out. I could yeah. go on for an hour as to why this is. No, he was, he was not a Panthers standout. Like, and, <laughs> Some of the stuff I saw on social media last year when Cam was hurt and Kyle Allen was winning games made me want to gouge my eyes out. <laughs> so, there yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be more focused on how soon Smith will get in because, like you guys said, Kyle's, uh, Kyle Allen's nothing fantastic. So it's just a matter of time. But, yeah, Rams easily. It's a nice way to put it. And speaking of gouging your eyes out, I'm really glad I don't have to look at Jared Goff because I'm going on to the next game. The Bengals will are coming off of their first win, and uh, they are going to take on a, a team that isn't very promising uh, to try to get two wins in a row against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they will be in Baltimore taking on the three and one Ravens and all of us as reactive as we are going with the Baltimore Ravens. Jamil, your opinion on why Baltimore? Um, too much Lamar Jackson. Um, he's going to run all over, throw all over this Bengals defense. It's not very good. Uh, I think the defense is going to give Burrow fits. Uh, good for the Bengals to win last week. It's going to be one of their, like, three wins on the season. So it's going to be way too much Ravens. They're going to get back into their form against the Bengals. This is the game where I'm, like, genuinely scared for Joe Burrow. I'm like, I'm, I'm worried for him. And I've been the Burrow homer all season. I've been, I said I was going to stick with the Bengals till they got their first win. And I meant that. And I'm really glad they did it last week. Cause I wasn't going to sacrifice the point against the Ravens. Um, so yeah, congrats to Bengals and getting your first dub, but Calias Campbell is terrifying against a dip and any O line and to come after Joe Burrow, it's going to be even more terrifying for a guy who's taken multiple, multiple hits already. Why why try to put him up against a good defensive line? You know what? Just take out Burrow and put somebody else in this week because it's not even worth trying. Uh, and you might as well just keep your quarterback healthy. So moving on to a team that's uh, – well, uh, two dumpster fires so far this season. The Jacksonville Jaguars going into Houston to take on the Texans under new, uh, new, under new coaching. Romeo uh, Centrell is going to be – is that or is it? No, no, uh, Romeo Crenna, Crenna, Centrell. I don't know what the hell, but um, 
Well, we're, we were close. It starts with a C. But uh, yeah, all of us going with the Houston Texans. They're under new play calling. They're under new coaching. And Bill O'Brien is out the door. Uh, RJ, we'll get your opinion because we know how much you love Michael Jordan Watson out there. So oh boy. let's let's get your opinion on why Houston. Finally, finally, <laughs> they got rid of Bill O'Brien. Finally, Deshaun Watson has been freed. Um, this is huge. Finally, we can finally see Deshaun Watson reach his full potential in Houston. Bill O'Brien was an absolute clown. He wasn't an awful coach. I will give you that. I don't think he was a terrible coach. I don't think he was a very good one. But his incompetence at general manager made up for it. He was absolutely the worst general manager of all time. And I went through the Dave Gettleman era in Carolina. So, Bill O'Brien, awful GM, awful coach. Deshaun Watson is Michael Jordan, like you mentioned. We can finally see him live up to his full potential, and I think it's going to start this week. I think they smoke Jacksonville. You talked about betting. I don't know what that line is, but hammer Houston. Uh, let me see. The Texans right now are only favored by six at home. <laughs> hammer, hammer it. it. Hammer it. Hammer. Let me go find a hammer. Hammer it. <laughs> Going on to the next game, a game in which I honestly thought about straying from the pack, but I decided not to. Going to the 4 o'clock hour, the Miami Dolphins are going to San Francisco to face the 2-2 49ers and all of us going with San Francisco. And I don't know why I was kind of intrigued by Miami in this game. Uh, I don't know if it's just the injury problems and this just seems like one of those weird games that could happen. But uh, I'm going to ask Matt, Matt, why are you going with the 49ers? I, I just have more confidence in the 49ers, honestly. I know they're not healthy by any means right now, but the Dolphins haven't shown me that they can beat a team like the Niners. And I know they gave the Seahawks a little bit of a run for their money last week. I know – I think I think uh, Seattle started pulling away towards the end, but at one point it was a one- or two-possession game. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. The Dolphins haven't shown me anything yet, um, and I don't think they'll be able to get past the Niners' defense, whether it's fully healthy or not. So, yeah, I'm going to just go with the Niners. But, yeah, like you said, it was one that, you know, I kind of had thoughts of straying away from. But Definitely an interesting game. Uh, not too far of a line on that. Only a six-point favorite for the 49ers in that one, too. So, uh, everybody thinking that game may be a little bit closer than expected. But moving on to another 4 o'clock game, the New York Giants will be going to Dallas to face the Cowboys, who are off of a embarrassing defensive showing. Uh, as mentioned, almost allowing 50 points to the Cleveland Browns. But we all think that they're going to bounce back and hopefully play some defense against the Giants. I'll get your opinion, RJ, on why Dallas. Well, uh, the sky is falling in Dallas. Uh, their defense can't stop anybody, um, and I think that's exactly what they need. I think the Dallas Cowboys defense will hold the Giants to 10 points this week. I think they wake up. I think they come alive. Uh, everybody is calling for – I mean – People were asking Jerry Jones if they've considered firing the defensive coordinator after four games um, just because Cleveland almost hung 50 on you. Cleveland's got a good offense. The Giants do not. Uh, the Giants will be held to about 10 points. That's about it. Uh, and Dak last week threw for 500 and lost. You ain't got to worry about that happening this week. Dallas is going to absolutely destroy the New York Giants this week. I appreciated the 500 yards for my fantasy team, but I don't think I'll be getting. Yeah, I went up against him in fantasy, so I didn't appreciate it. I had I had Dak and I had Kittle in the same league, and Kittle dropped like a 40 bomb, so that was fun. Uh, in oh, a let PPR me tell you about, league, you want to know about the team I went up against last week? 
had Dak, had Dalvin Cook, had Melvin Gordon, and they each, I mean, that's like Dak had, what, 40, and then the two running backs each had like 25. And I'm like, my team scored over 100, and I got blown out. I dropped 170 on my opponent last week. Oh. <laughs> it, it wasn't fun for him. <laughs> I remain at number one in that division. So, <laughs> But moving on to the final game, the Denver Broncos will be going up to New England to face the Patriots in Gillette Stadium. And we are all going with New England Patriots. I'll give this one to Jamil. Why are we going to England? Um, you know, it's about to be the battle of the backups and well, Drew Locke is, is deemed not healthy to play. And if you give me the battle of the backups, um, I really don't care who the Patriots quarterback is. Give me Bill Belichick and his defensive abilities to shut down the other backup quarterback. Yeah. What, uh, what's the situation right now in, in Denver, because they have Brett Rippon who just came off of a, a pretty solid game against the jets. He looked okay. Um, other than a couple interceptions, they have, uh, newly signed Blake Bortles uh, that's just chilling out there. What's the, the situation? Boat. The boat's out there the in Denver. Boat. Like, what's the situation there? Lock's questionable, Lock. and if he doesn't play, Riffin's going to start. Okay, fair enough. And and then Cam, I'm assuming, still out with COVID? Yeah, I don't, I don't think he can play on Sunday. F. Well, there so you go. You, so, Jamil mentioned earlier how Josh Allen is an MVP candidate. I'm sorry, but Cam Newton is an MVP candidate after watching how bad New England's offense looked against Kansas City. Cam Newton is yeah, Cam absolutely, an MVP <clears throat> absolutely an MVP candidate. And I, and uh, also, Denver doesn't deserve to win because they don't play Blake Bortles. <laughs> if Blake Bortles starts, then I'm changing my vote to Denver. No. <laughs> um, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That's yes. disgusting. I, I will not say that. No, no, okay. no, no. I will take Bill – as Jamil said, I will take Bill Belichick's scheme over Vic Vangio and, and his scheme. But – yeah, I, I, just because of the quarterback controversy that's going – let's see some Jared Stidham action this week. Can we get some of that? Uh, <laughs> Brian LaWork from Michigan State, undrafted free agent in the practice squad. Let's get some of that. But uh, I, I think the Patriots played pretty well uh, just because we don't have a recap. We're, we're going to stop doing recaps just for everybody, just so you know. But uh, just to hit on that game real quick, I thought the Patriots for flying up the day of the game, I thought they played really well. If they had Cam uh, Newton, they would have won. Yeah, I mean, the, the, with without Hoyer, I mean, Hoyer became like a completely different guy when he got to the red zone. He turned like completely incompetent. Yeah, he forgot how to play football. He thought he was Cam Newton when he got to the red zone, and then he thought he was Brian Hoyer the other 80 yards. So uh, it, it was a really weird dynamic to see, and the the Patriots defense played very well. I mean, they especially against the Chiefs team and flying up the day of. Uh, but yeah, completely throw off your, your normal routine. Cause normally you get like that day to rest, a, you know, a day to practice on the field and whatever, not the Patriots. They had to completely change everything and still managed to play a decent game of football for at least, you know, three quarters. They looked pretty good, but oh, well is what it is, but that'll bring us to the end of the picks for week five. Uh, we will have that up on uh, here right before the Thursday night game. So any closing thoughts going into week five? Let's, look, let's keep the train rolling, Jamil. Great week last week. Let's have another great week this week. Um, big things coming. And back, um, back RJ, stop picking the Panthers. You're not getting the number one pick, buddy. F. Uh, just so you know, Matt sent me a graphic the other day. If the season were to end today, you wouldn't even have a top 15 pick. Yeah, I saw that. I think I sent that to everybody. Oh, was it? Was it in the GM's chat? I I didn't know, but yeah, it's, it's a long I, season. It's a long season. There's no way the Jets don't get the number one. Yeah, pick I don't. I don't know if that's mathematically possible. If there is, it's not a good chance. 
Hey, Jets are fighting for it, man. They're they're really going. With the Jets luck, they'll they'll drop all the way to one and then they'll take that freaking tackle. They won't even take Trevor Lawrence. They'll mess up and then and then RJ will have a field day going to town on why they didn't take uh, Trevor Lawrence. So that'll be fun. Expect expect that soapbox here in a little bit. So <laughs> um but yeah, all right. That brings us to the end of the predictions for week five. Until next time, after this week concludes, we'll see you in the next one. So for RJ, Jamil, and Matt, I've been Will, and this has been our week five predictions on GM's Fryer. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. <laughs>